Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Um, that's going to be kind of our meat and potatoes, our, our main group of scripture this morning that we want to focus on. Um, what we're talking about this morning is fasting. Uh, it's not the most popular uh, thing to talk about during church. Nobody really likes to talk about it. I don't like to talk about it. Um, fasting, it's a difficult thing. You know, it's putting that flesh man down, putting your uh, fleshly desires down and turning your focus towards what is truly important okay so here we are in this amazing time in, in america in this amazing time in the world um 2020 has been a crazy crazy year amen, amen. um and i felt going into this year like all of you guys that god really wants his people to wake up that god really wants his people to stop being sideline Christians, to, uh, to really get devoted with our relationship with the Lord. I said last week that um, a lot of times we ask Jesus Christ to be our Lord and Savior. We ask Him to save our souls. And, and we want Him to be our Savior. And we want Him to be our Lord. But sometimes, honestly, we fight that part. You know, we fight that part about letting Him rule and reign over our life you know what i mean there's these things in our lives that aren't productive to our relationship with the lord these things that aren't good and god says you know what let's deal with these let's get rid of those so number one and i mean this and you feel it in your heart as well i would imagine that god is calling his people to repentance okay to turn from those things to repent from those things to do an about-face from those things that are not pleasing to God. And I'm talking to Christian people this morning, okay? Obviously, if you're not saved, you need to get saved, and I want you to do that today. You need to do that. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. But talking to people that have already made that decision, that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, let's let Him be the Lord of our life. Can I, be a, can I, can I get a witness? Amen? So we're going we're gonna to repent. We're going to do that about face. Okay? Because time is short. Alright? And we've got a lot to do. Okay? So we repent. And now, we, we are going to begin a fast. Okay? So, we're going to think of some things. Some good things. Some things that we enjoy doing. Some things uh, that we do all the time. Things that we're very comfortable with doing. And say, you know what? I'm going to put this aside. I'm going to put this aside and I'm going to spend time with the Lord. Instead of doing this particular thing, I'm going to spend time in praising God, worshiping God. And the act of fasting itself is a form of worship. I'm turning my eyes uh, towards God, you know. Okay, so I'm going to spend that time in prayer, in fasting, and worshiping God. I want to cultivate that hunger for more of God. Raise your hands this morning if you really want more of God in your life. You know we need it. Everybody in here raised their hands pretty much. You know we need it. And if you don't want more of God, then we got to pray, God, give me that hunger, you know? And so we've repented. We're going to repent. And see, Christians live in that place of repentance. You know what I mean when I say that, right? I'm saying that when I ask Jesus to be my Savior, my sins are forgiven. The eternal consequences of those sins have been forgiven. Jesus Christ paid for them on the cross. Okay, and the power of sin has been broken because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. So I don't have to give in to these sinful desires, these sinful behaviors. 
I don't have to give in to that stuff. Okay? Now, it's tough. Some things are tougher than others. But I can do all things through Christ. Can I get a witness? Amen? So give them some praise. Let's get excited, beloved. Thank you, Jesus. So why in the world would a Christian have to repent? Uh, you know, do that about face when he's already been forgiven of his sins, past, present, and future. Because see what happens here is when we refuse to give up these things, these things that are not productive to our relationship with the Lord, it hurts our communion with the Father. It, it's, it's, he's not kicking you out of the family. If you're sincerely in the family, he's not going to kick you out. Okay, you're in that family. You've been grafted in. He, there's no way, nothing can pull you away from him. Okay, he's not going to let you go. But see, God wants his people to mature. Can I get a witness? God wants his people to grow up. So as we allow the Lord to search our hearts, when these things come up, let's let God deal with them. Let's talk about fasting. Matthew 6 and verse 16. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. This is Jesus, by the way. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. Isn't that cool? So, sometimes this question comes up. I've heard it. I've even pondered it myself. Do Christians need to fast? Do we need to fast? Okay, first of all, it's not ordered by God. Listen up. It's not ordered by God. For Christians to fast. Uh, Jews would fast one day out of the year. Okay? We're Christians. Alright? But God does expect us to fast. He does not say it's not a commandment. It's not one of those things like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, forgive your neighbor, that sort of thing. There, there's some commandments, there's some orders that Jesus Christ wants us to follow. Amen? And it's good stuff. Okay? But see, fasting is not an order. So this is something we're going to do just because we want more of God. This is something that we're going to do just because we love Jesus and we want more of him. And it's a difficult thing, man. Some of you guys are probably amazing at it. Some of you guys, like me, man, it, it's a struggle, you know. Can I get a witness, you know. There's things that I'm used to doing, things that I dig on doing, things that make my day a little bit better. You know, I feel like they do. But God says, you know what, that stuff ain't that important. You know, you don't have to have that rubbish. Put that aside and spend time with me. Because that's what's truly important, okay? We want to go all in. We want to grow in our relationship, amen? Okay. But see, God does expect his people to fast. Look at the very beginning of that verse. And when you fast, okay, God expects his people to fast. This is Jesus Christ talking to us, Simon. And he's saying, hey, when you fast, not if you want to. So he expects us to fast. This isn't something he's ordering you to do. But this is something that every Christian should get involved in from time to time. And we got to be careful, you know, with the fasting thing. You know, let's make sure that we're not just putting something aside so we lose a couple pounds. That might be a great side effect or a great benefit for somebody. You know what I mean? But that's not what we're doing it for. Okay? And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. So we're expected to fast. Now, now Jesus Christ is pointing to the religious elite of the day. <laughs> and he's saying, look, don't be like these cats, you know, don't be like these guys who want everybody to know, hey, look how holy I am. Look, I got some ash all over my face. My face is all dirty. I want everybody to know that I'm, I'm so sold out to God. Okay. And if you do that, 
Jesus says, if you do that, well, that's your reward right there. If somebody pats you on the back, then I hope you enjoyed it because that's your little reward right there. Okay? So, but we're not about that. See, this is a personal thing between me and the Lord. And nobody even really has to know about it. Obviously, as the church, as we're doing this together, we're assuming that other people are doing it with us. Okay? But it's not about what other people are doing. It's about what I'm doing. What I'm doing about my relationship with the Most High God. Can I get a witness? Give them some praise. Like, buy me some time, seriously. Okay. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you that they have received their reward. Okay, so... We're not worried about giving a pat on the back or impressing somebody, okay? We're all about, we want more of God. More of God, less of me. More of God, less of Polly. Can I get a witness? But when you fast, there it is again, but when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Just normal, like everyday business, man. You know what I mean? You don't have to wear no special sign. You don't have to rip your shirt saying, man, <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I only had half a cheeseburger instead of 14 cheeseburgers or whatever. You don't have to let anybody know about it. You know what I mean? This is just you and God. All right. Now, this is so, so cool right here. Just go on like every day, you know, brush your teeth, comb your hair, whatever the deal is. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. We're not worried about getting pats on the back from other people. Okay. But guess what? Okay. When I fast, this has helped me out so much, guys. Um, when we fast, when we put these things aside, listen, beloved, when I put these things aside, it doesn't make God love you more. God loves you so much already. Nothing you're going to do, good or bad, sinful or not sinful, is going to make Him love you more or less if you're in that family. Does that make sense? Okay, now check this out. It's not going to make God love you more, but you know what? If we truly do this, if we lay some things aside and spend that extra elevated time with the Lord, we're going to end up loving Him a lot more. And we're going to end up wanting more of Him as we continue in this. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others. Now check this out. But by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Okay, so we're not worried about getting a pat on the back from man, okay? But see, check this out. We're going to get rewarded by God if we do this. If we do this with the right attitude, the right heart, okay? God, God wants us to grow in that relationship. What an amazing blessing we have. Now think about this for a second. I'm talking about the sovereign God, the creator of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, thinks about you and loves you with an undying love. And he wants you, he really wants us to learn to know more and more about him, to grow in that relationship. And as we grow in that relationship, we're not going to regret it. Okay? That makes sense? Look at Matthew 5 and verse 6. Blessed. Do you want to be blessed? Do you feel like you're blessed? I really feel like I'm blessed right now. I do. You know, it's, it's been a crazy, crazy year, crazy, crazy week, and it wasn't too perfect last year, you know? <laughs> It's just last year ain't looking so bad right now. You know what I mean? It, I remember last year when I was like, okay, face, mask, face masks, is, that's what the people do over in Asia all the time and all that. Well, 
Okay, so we live in this different world right now, okay? But see, we're still blessed, okay? You always have a reason to praise the Lord. Does that make sense? We always have a reason. Okay, so Matthew 5 and verse 6, check it out. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You want to be blessed? You want to take that blessing up to another level? Because God is so good to us. You know God is good to you, you know? Okay, so let's take that blessing up to another level and let's cultivate a hunger for more of God and less of myself. And, and that's a chore because this flesh man wants everything that's shiny and glimmers. Man, you can take me down the aisles at a Circle K or a Tom Thumb, man, and I'll get lost in them golden aisles of goodies and treats. And, you know, it's like a Dairy Queen commercial. Everything's just so beautiful, you know. But that ain't what it's all about, is it? Nope. Okay, blessed, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. If you want more of God, He's ready to accommodate you. He's ready to take you to that next level, okay? So we're going to decide, hey, I'm going to put some stuff aside and I'm going to spend that time with the Lord, man, because that's what's truly important. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. You know the thing about, you know, whatever these things are that we do uh, throughout the day that we're accustomed to doing, whatever it is, uh, they're only temporal. You know, they're only temporary things. You know, okay, some of them are better for us than others. Some things we do are better than others. But see, this is talking about truly, listen, beloved, this is talking about truly, truly being satisfied, man. Nothing in this world can satisfy, but only the Most High God can, you know? And like I've been talking about for weeks, we'll grab a little bit of this, we'll grab that, we'll try and get this relationship, we'll try and get this going, we'll do this, and we think, well, once I got this, you know, I'll be satisfied. No, no, because we're not wired that way. You know, our flesh man wants everything it can get a hold of, and it's never going to be satisfied. But see, when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, the Most High God will satisfy us. Isn't that wonderful? That's good news. Give him some praise. Go ahead. So fasting is a way of saying, I'm not going to be a slave to nothing. You know, I'm not going to be a slave to this. I've given into this an awful lot. Maybe it's not an inherently bad thing. Maybe it's something that, you know, ain't really good for you. You know, but I'm not going to let this rule over me. I'm laying this aside and I'm going deeper into my walk with the Lord. Amen. I'm telling my flesh, man, I'm, I'm telling my being, you know, uh-uh, I'm not giving in to that. I'm going deeper with the Lord. Okay, look at Matthew 2. I mean, Matthew, yeah, Matthew, what did I write? That's right, right there. Okay, so I'm going to read uh, um, Matthew 4 and verse 2. This is Jesus right here. Jesus fasted. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, now, so we're talking about fasting for a few days. And we're not, we're not talking about laying all food aside and all drink aside. But if, if you feel, honestly, if you feel like the Lord is calling you to put all food aside for several days or whatever, I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying you need to talk to a medical professional before you do that because some people just cannot do that, okay? But if you want to do that, Talk to your medical professional, talk to your doctor, and go for it. But don't just do it just to do it. Do it to grow 
in that relationship with the Lord. Amen. But look here, Jesus Christ, our example, who we are to follow. The Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus. You know what I mean? Here we have Jesus Christ fasting for 40 days. Okay? And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. You can underline that in your neighbor's Bible and say, wow. Okay. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the temper, <laughs> and the tempter, that's Satan. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry and the tempter came. So check this out. I'm going to make this decision. I want more of God. I want more of God in my life. I want to grow in my relationship with the Lord. Well, guess what? Who's going to get involved in that situation? Okay, Satan's going to come at you. He's going to try and say, you know what? You don't need to do that. You don't need to spend no elevated time with the Lord. You don't need to listen to the preacher, man. You don't need to do that. And guess what? You're going to have Satan coming at you, but your own flesh is going to get real riled up, man. Your own flesh is going to be like, this is so stupid, man. Ain't no one going to know. Hey, Rick ain't going to know. Ron ain't going to know. Why don't you go ahead and grab some of them Oreos, throw them in a bucket, and stir it up with some uh, peanut butter and jelly and just go to town. That's not good. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, Satan's not just going to sit idly by while you say, you know what? I'm done. I'm going all in, Jesus. Okay. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he, this is Jesus, but he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Listen, there's more to life than just feeding our face. There's more to life than just doing these things that we love doing. You know? We get so used to them that they're part of our lives. And I'm, I know we have to eat. I get it. I understand that. I took that class. <laughs> I know that we got to put a little food in the belly. I dig it. Okay, now check this out. But that's not everything. See, we're so accustomed. True story. You know it's true, guys. We're so accustomed to grabbing and doing anything that makes our flesh feel good. You know? And we, we will not... We will not starve that flesh, man. We will not deny ourselves a whole lot of stuff. You know? But see, we're starving that spirit, man. You know? And that spirit, man, that Holy Spirit inside us is saying, you know what, man? This is so unbeneficial. You know, time is so short. Why don't we hang out with the Most High God? Can I get a witness? But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. By the, but, now check this out. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Man, that's awesome. So Jesus, while he's tempted um, by Satan in the wilderness, everything that Jesus says in response to Satan's tempting, um, Jesus is quoting from the Old Testament. He's quoting from Deuteronomy. Okay, so here we go. I'm fasting. I'm going all in. More of God, less of me. You know the deal. Okay, when my flesh man gets riled up, I'm going to tell my flesh man what the Bible says. When Satan comes against me, I'm going to tell him what the Bible says. I can do all things through Christ because he's going to give me strength. Man cannot live by bread alone. True statement. And see, Jesus Christ, what is he? What's one of his names, man? He is the bread of life. Okay? That's what we need. And that's what we are doing without so much of the time. Like I said, Jesus is our Savior, and we love that. 
But sometimes we kick and scream. A lot of time we kick and scream about giving him that authority and that rule and reign, that lordship over our lives. Amen. I think this would be a great thing for us to do. Put some stuff aside. Spend that time with the Lord. Acts 13 and verse 1. Now this is the early church right here. So we know that we are not commanded to fast. We've already tackled that. But God does expect us to fast. So this is something you're not going to do out of an obligation. This is not something that you're going to do, well, i got to do it. Or preacher Paul said, i got to do it. Now we are got to do it. You know, all God's people say, i <laughs> Okay, this is something that God wants us to do. And this is something so beneficial to our walk with the Lord. Amen? So here we see the early church, we see Paul which in these verses will be called Saul, because remember, before he was saved, he was Saul of Tarsus. But he's already been converted. But in this passage, they're calling him Saul. But we're talking about Paul the Apostle and Barnabas. Acts 13 and verse 1. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, a lifelong friend of Herod the Patriarch and Saul. Now, real fast, you know what jumped out? This is off the topic, but this is church stuff right here. Okay, this cat right here, Manian, or however you say that name, he was a lifelong friend of Herod the Patriarch. So Herod was not a godly dude. We know that. Herod was not a church-going, fiver-putting-an-offering-plate type of cat. You know, he didn't love God, he didn't love Jesus, as far as we know. But see, here we have a dude that is devoted to God. Here we have a guy who loves Jesus, but he still has a lifelong friend who's not a godly dude. Okay, so I'm not saying, I think what the Bible is saying here, that just because you have some people in your life that don't love Jesus, you don't have to abandon them. You should not abandon them. You know what I mean? You don't let their behaviors become your behaviors or you slip back into that same stuff. Can I get a witness? You know what I'm talking about? Okay, but God may actually say, you know, and this is a wise thing for a season. Hey, it ain't good for me to be around these people. Okay, and you might have to just not be around those people ever again. Okay, and that's for your own relationship with the Lord. So you can be that person God wants you to be. Okay, but for someone to say, hey, you cannot no longer have a friend that does not love Jesus Christ. That's not biblical, man. Okay, that's not biblical. We see this guy right here, mighty man of God, had a lifelong friend, Herod. Herod was not a good dude, okay? I'm just saying, man, how in the world do you expect to change people's lives if you abandon them? You know what I mean? What in the world? I don't get it. All those people say, I don't get it. Lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, which is Paul. So we've got these five guys here. What are these five guys doing? While they were worshiping the Lord... Okay, fasting is a form of worship. I'm putting this flesh man down, and I'm worshiping God. I'm spending time with God. Now, I want to encourage all you guys, let's be thankful as we do this, as we step out into this. Whenever you do it, you can, you can do a fast anytime. You don't have to do it at the same time we're doing it. You know, nobody even has to know about it. And you know what's cool about fasting when no one knows about it? it it's totally just about you and God. No one else knows about it. It's like when the difference, in a little bit, it's like the difference between praying publicly and then praying by yourself. 
You know, when you're praying publicly, you got to fight the urge to make sure you sound eloquent and, and all that stuff, and I'm going to say the right things, and remember, you know, and, and you know, you got to fight that sort of thing. But when you're praying by yourself, man, it's just you and God. There's no reason to, you know, do anything other than hang out with Jesus. So here, fast, fast all you want. Be, just be responsible. Can I get a witness? Now, there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, a lifelong friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. Why? They were worshiping the Lord and fasting. Hey, they were fasting. They weren't commanded to fast, but they felt the need to fast. The Holy Spirit said, see, when I fast, when I spend time with the Lord, and, I, and I'm kind of starving that flesh, man, Guess what? I'm squelching all that background noise. I'm put. I'm. I'm drowning out all that other back. Back. I'm drowning out all that other stuff. It is so much easier to hear the voice of the Lord. It is so much easier to read the Word of God and see direction jump out at you. Does that make sense? Because I'm not doing it just to get a religious check mark. I'm doing this because I'm serious about my walk. You know, I'm serious because I, I, need, I need a breakthrough. I need some direction. I need a word from God. You know, well, how about we run into his arms and spend some time with him? Can I get a witness? Okay. Yeah, give him some praise. Go ahead. So these guys, man, uh, they needed something to happen. They were like, God, what is our next move? What are we going to do here? They felt the urgency. Hey, man. Something's going on. What do we do? So what did they do? They worshiped God and, and they fasted. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul, Barnabas and Paul, for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting, again, then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So they were like, God, we need some direction. We don't want to waste time. We know time's important. We know time is short. God, what do we do? What's our next step as a church? What's my next step as a, as a family member? What, what do I do, Lord, about my job? Hey, get alone with the Lord. Spend some time with him. Can I get a witness? Because Look, the Holy Spirit, they just get this amazing breakthrough. All right? And so they send out the right people on this missionary journey. And Saul or Paul, we all know about him. He turns the world upside down for Jesus. The world is completely changed because of what Jesus Christ did through this man, Paul. You see what I'm saying? So it is so important for us to get alone with the Lord and spend time with the Lord and say, well, this is what the Bible says right here. But my flesh really doesn't want to do that. But this is what the Bible says. Well, then we all know we need to do what the Bible says. Can I get a witness? Okay. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to be fasting this week. And so it's not, like I said, it's not just about saying, oh, I'm not going to have this or I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to spend time doing this. You know, and don't just give up the easy stuff, right? You know, but then I'm going to spend more time with the Lord. And it's serious time. All right. Um, I, I know that, that I make sure, and I, I'm absolutely positively not bragging because this is nothing to brag about, but I make sure that I read a certain amount of the Bible every single day. I'm pretty regimented in that. Okay? But if I'm not careful, if I'm not careful, I'll do it just to know, hey, I did it. I did I did it. Yeah. So now I can do this or whatever. You know, 
I feel good about myself. I read my chapters of the Bible. Don't do that, all right? Even if it's just reading a couple verses, meditate on it, chew it up, be obedient to it. Amen? But see, we need, when we're removing this, whatever it is, I'm fasting this, I'm putting it aside for this amount of time, whatever that is, then I got to put something in its place. Okay, so what am I going to put in that place? Right here, Jeremiah 33 and verse 3. Remember, the early church, man, they needed a breakthrough. They needed some direction. So they fasted and worshiped God and prayed. And God was like, hey, Barney, Paul, go out. Spread the gospel all throughout the world. Okay, so guys, you know what? We need some breakthroughs in our life. We need some breakthroughs in our country. You know, there's so much going on, man. Some of us, you know, we can be like so content, like, hey, my man's in the White House, blah, blah, blah. you know, looky here, man, it ain't a man going to do it, okay? It's not a man that's going to do it. It's not a woman that's going to do it when you get down to it. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, call to me. I'm talking about prayer, okay? I'm talking about prayer, Courtney. I'm talking about prayer, Polly, Rachel. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, call to me. That's seriousness, man. That's not just mouthing some words off. Call to me. Hang out with me. Seek me. Don't just seek what I can give to you, but seek me. I want more of God, less of me. Call to me and I will answer you. Is that true? Is that that true? It's totally true. Sometimes we just don't take it serious. But God wants to hang out with us, man. Okay? And you know, man, I guarantee you've heard his voice before. I guarantee you. You know, you know that voice that was like, uh, don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Or hey, why don't you do this? Okay. Call to me and I will answer you. Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things. Man, that's awesome. God's like, hey, come to me. Why don't you repent, get rid of any baggage, any roadblocks that might be hurting your communion with me. And let's do that every single day. Let's live in that place where I'm like throwing all this rubbish away that's not good for my relationship. Okay, and I'm going to spend this time with the Lord, hang out with him. And he wants to show us things that we cannot even imagine. You know what I mean? I'm talking about that breakthrough that you're needing. All right, don't expect somebody else to do it for you. You know what I mean? It's you standing in the need of prayer. Can I get a witness? Okay, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things. That sounds pretty cool, right? I'm talking about God will show us things that are so important to our life that we're not paying any attention to. You know what I mean? But God's saying, hey, I want to help you guys out. I want to help this church out. I want this church to do some great things, man. Okay, but I'm going to have to shake it up a bit. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. So we're going to make sure that we pray. Spend time in prayer. You know what I mean? We got to pray. Psalm 119 verse 105. We can't leave this one out. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. We all know that verse. Don't say, I'm fasting reading the Bible. Not that anybody would say that. You know, I, I did. You know what I did? I had the, when I found out that I missed the start of the fast, 
you know, when my friend Courtney called me, he's like, hey, I'm fasting this. And I was like, oh, you're starting early. And, and, I, and she was like, uh, no, I'm not. We're supposed to start a fast today. Um, I was like, well, you know what? I've been fasting electricity. I've, I've been fasting hot showers. I've been fasting TV and all that. And then I heard that little voice saying, that is so stupid, man. You would not be fasting any of that if you had access to that. And I was like, that's true. That's true. Okay. So we got to put some stuff aside. Good stuff, man. Stuff that we really dig on doing. But spend time with the Lord in prayer and in his word. Because just like the early church in Acts, they needed some direction. They needed some wisdom. So do you. So does I. That's the proper way to say that. So does I. I don't think so. Um, we need direction. We need wisdom. Well, look what the Word of God says. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. People here in Northwest Florida, some of you guys, you didn't lose power, so this won't make any sense to you, or, but you know, you're going to know where I'm coming from. I can't tell you how many times in the last week I've needed a little lamp of some sort. You know, because I was stepping on all these things that were hurting me outside and I'd walk into walls and I couldn't see anything. And I was like, well, can I use, what is this? Is, is that hand soap or is that bleach or is that Kool-Aid? I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. You know what I mean? You need a lamp. You need a light, you know, to see where you're going to make those right choices. You know, and without it, man, you're going to, you're going to make some bonehead decisions. Well, see, God says, spend time with me in prayer, man. Let's hang out together. All right, let's grow in that relationship and get your face into my word, man, because that's going to guide you and lead you and direct you. And we need direction. We do. Not just as a church, but dads, we need it for our families. Mamas, we need it for our families. We need it as individuals, man. Time is short. So I'm going to be fasting this week. Um, maybe you guys do. It's up to you. You don't have to tell me about it. Um, but let's take it serious. If you do, because there's a, there's a lot that we, that, I mean, let's be honest. We need God's grace, man. We need, God, we need God's favor. And to do this, God's not going to be like, there he is, that's my baby. It's, he's not going to love us more. He's not going to love us more. But we're going to get tuned into what's really important. What's truly important. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more, and may God bless you.